everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Passport Phone Wallet. I am one half of this double act, AJ, and we also have Al, I think. Yes, I'm here, the uh, first of my name and keeper of the, uh, uh, what is it, ruler of the Seven Kingdoms, yes. <laughs> oh, how are you, Al? Tired, uh, as you well know. Um, we have just gotten back from our epic, uh, what was it, Italy, San Marino, and um, uh, Slovenia trip. So we only got back a few hours ago, so we are both absolutely exhausted. Yep. <laughs> but yet, here we are doing the podcast, because we ran out of time again. <laughs> I know, I know, but it is worth it. And look, at least we're in our comfies and, you know, I've got a mug of tea. Um, No doubt you have a beverage as well. So, yeah. How do you feel about chatting about pandemic travels? I would love to. Nothing would please me more. Well, one thing you will be pleased to know is there will be no fun facts. Yay! Um, Seeing as, obviously, the coronavirus pandemic was a terrible thing, um, it was a very frightening thing, um, so there will be no fun facts. Um, And, yeah, we we travelled during the pandemic um, in various different ways, so I just thought, yeah, we we should talk about our experiences, how we kind of got back on the horse, if you will, um, because... Obviously, we're in the UK, so we had um, a couple of lockdowns, um, particularly throughout 2021. Um, so, yeah. Have I missed anything? I wouldn't say so. I mean, uh, I, I think the, the thing about the pandemic was not a lot of people actually travelled. Like Most people have waited till this year um, or even late last year to, to travel. We were one of these crazy people that went, you know what, stuff coronavirus, let's, you know, <laughs> let's hit it where it hurts and <laughs> and and go for it. Um, so yeah, it it I I think people will be a little bit surprised as to what it was like. Um, uh, again, everybody went through it, so it's just it's it's a little bit a little bit more challenging when you're you're going through an airport with you know, 70,000 people and getting on a little small plane, uh, which feels a hell of a lot smaller when you have to wear masks and you're being told that if anyone coughs, you could die. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think this should be fun. I, th- I was saying, actually, I was thinking, um, I travelled February 2021. I travelled oh, twice. Just yeah. before the lockdowns, I travelled to Vienna. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent some time out in Vienna and we were talking about, you know, oh, you know, this this illness that seems to be going around and and things like that. Um so when when I went out in Feb twenty twenty one, um, there was an increased awareness about hand sanitization um at that point. Um and then that was one of the ridiculous trips where I think I was home six hours because I had to fly to London for work like the following day <laughs> yeah you did yeah I, I think um I saw you for a total of about two hours because it was hi how are you yeah I'm good 
right, um, I've got to go to bed because I've got to, I've got to go back to the airport. Yeah. Um, and then I went to London and there wasn't really any mention of it to an extent. Um, but then, yeah, about four weeks later, just everything changed. Mm. Um, and we were on lockdown. So, yeah, as, as someone that, you know, as the two of us do regularly travel, it was a bit of a challenge. Um, it was being... bloody horrible. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so, look, let's be real here, Al. We are very, very spoiled where we live. We live in a very beautiful part of not even just the UK, the world. Mm. Um, and we did use that time to travel around Scotland. We did. Um, and then I also made uh, one of the most handiest purchases for my car um, <laughs> during that time as well. But what did you get? I got it was it was five pound on Amazon. So if if all of you will remember in in the UK um, and we had the various different lockdowns and you could only be like a certain point from your house and each council areas had all these different restrictions. We're very fortunate. Our council area is quite large and very, very beautiful. Um, so we were able to explore a lot of the lochs and all the hills, but there was no public toilets open. So obviously we were driving around, you know, water is hard, juice is hard. Are you it, actually going to, to mention your shiwi on a podcast? My sheep, honestly, it was a great investment. It was the best fibre I've ever spent for that car. AJ, honestly, I thought we had been through this with the poo story. Like, <laughs> right, I'll let you tell them. May God have mercy on your soul. Go for it. No, that 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 is it. I was just saying, look, we're very fortunate that we got to explore a lot of, a lot of the countries. So, yes, I bought a Shiwi. Highly recommend it. Um, it isn't sponsored or whatever, but it was very handy to have. Do you want to explain what a shiwi is, just in case someone's wondering for absolute clarification of what this is? Well, it's, it's see, there's different types of shiwis. I got I got one with a little um, like container attachment. So it's a little funnel um, <laughs> that you you weave in <laughs> because you know. <laughs> women or you know cis women um can't just whip it out um so yes i wanted to be able to scooch in the back of the car uh, with my little funnel and my little bucket attachment to it and then you could put the lid on um and it was leak proof obviously so if you couldn't you know find a safe place to dispose of it um, you could just leave it um so yeah I, I thought you were going to talk about the little hand sanitizer thing we've got in the car. I did not think you were going to bring up the the bloody shiwi. Yeah, we do have hand sanitizer in the car. Yeah, we have yeah. a little bottle and we regularly refill it just because um, obviously the alcohol can evaporate if it if it gets really, really hot. But that's uh, why I was so surprised because you were like, oh, one of the best purchases I ever made. I'm like, what's that? Like, I, I was like, really? Hand sanitizer is like your highlight for this episode? We've not even started talking about the destination. <laughs> no, and that's why I was really surprised. I was like, what in the hell is she going on? Remember how I said in the last podcast, 
we have okay so just to set the scene here everyone we have about a 10 minute meeting before we do the podcast because we individually prepare i think i've made this clear before and as i said on the last podcast we just we we, we were talking about a, a couple of things and aj did not mention the egg she didn't mention um the 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 bridge the rabbits um <laughs> All these things that I couldn't remember about Prague, and it made me look like an absolute twat. So I said, please don't do that to me again. And you went, no, it's fine. I won't do it. So I said to you this time, and I said this to you five minutes ago, right, here's our rundown. Is there anything else you want to add? I know we'll ad-lib a few things, but is there anything crucial that I'm not going to look like a a stunned mullet when you you talk? And you went, nah, it'll be fine. And it's not fine. Fucking hell. Honestly, every fucking time. <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the point. So the first trip we took um, was we decided to stay at home. Um, so we took our first trip in October uh, 20. Was it 2020 the pandemic started? 2020 what i'm going to do though because we're we're near we're nearly sort of at the end of segment 1 because i've we've gone off completely off tangent because you 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 brought up your shiwi so <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to talk about the actual things that are on the things to talk about list that that i've got in front of me so and you can tell me if there's anything else that i've missed so this will end segment 1 and we will talk about what we actually thought we were going to be talking about in segment one in segment two. We'll see right. you in a minute. Okay. And welcome back to Passport Phone Wallet. We have been discussing the pandemic travels, well, our travels during the uh, pandemic, and we got a little bit off topic, um, just slightly. So I'm going to throw back to AJ uh, because I think there was uh, quite a few things you wanted to talk about in segment one that we didn't get to just for, for time constraints. Yeah. Um, and I believe it centers around uh, our trip to Orkney. Yes. So I know in segment one, I got some of the dates muddled up because like most people during the pandemic, you know, time and space was not a concept uh, when, you know, you're staring at the same four walls. Um, so yes, um, our first trip was 2020, October 2020, um, and we went to Orkney. Um, so we went up to John O'Groats, um, we stayed a few nights in Wick, um, and we went to Orkney. And the reason why we decided to do this trip was one, we had horrific calving fever, and two, we'd you know, as I'd said in the previous segment, we'd we traveled quite a lot, hadn't we, Al? Like we traveled yeah. all the way around and it was getting to the point where we were like, look, we need to stay somewhere overnight because it was it was like a lot of driving. A lot, a lot of driving. Um so um I was a little bit hesitant because at that point everything was still changing. Like On very short notice as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I decided to do was go self catering. So I was like, look, um, because particularly with restaurants, it was a lot of like eating outside and Scotland in October, <laughs> very hit. <laughs> um, so 
especially up that north. So, yeah, I um, I decided to go self catering, and I think that that was a really a really good idea, don't you, Al? Yes, I've I've now experienced all of the Tesco finest lunch meals. Um, <laughs> so if anyone wants recommendations of which one's the best, I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, we had every single one you could possibly have uh, to mix it up. Uh, just so that way uh, we can actually eat because uh, if you remember rightly there was I think one restaurant open the entire time we were there yeah we got fish and chips in Thurjo, Um yeah. and the reason why we went there was one thing on my bucket list was I wanted to go to John O'Groats mm. and I don't think people actually realize how big Scotland is like John yeah. O'Groats is pretty far away um well, from where we are anyway. So we get there and I thought, you know, it's beautiful. It looks like, you know, you're at the most northern point of, of the United Kingdom. Like, it's pretty it, it, it looks like what everybody thinks Scotland looks like. Tourist wise. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Without the rolling hills, obviously, it's very barren up there because um, there's like no trees. Um, but yeah, so we so we got there and obviously they have the sign. Did you not actually know this, Al? Um, apparently at Land's End, you've got a very similar sign, which is the most southern point of the UK, but you have to pay to get a photo at it. Do you? Apparently so. Mm. Apparently you have to pay to get a photograph at Land's End, but John O'Groats, you, you just rock up. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, given the pandemic, there was like no one there, so... We we had the whole place to ourselves. Like, we didn't have to queue for a photo with the pole or anything like that. And I thought, do you know what? be really nice. Get some fish and chips. Even just, like, you know, out of a chippy van or something. Um, Let's have that, you know, at the end of the world, basically. And, no, everything was shut. And it was, like, 2 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. Mm. And it was, like... You know, having having piping hot fish and chips would have just made it even more magical. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, like not even the takeaways were open because, as you said, it's a very touristy spot normally. And no one was there because of the pandemic. So because no one was doing like those big bus tours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did find like touring, touring around Scotland. We had we did have the place to ourselves quite a lot. Um which was gorgeous. But yeah, then we got up to Orkney, um, which is an hour's ferry ride from just off John O'Groats. And yeah, it was, you know, we were all still wearing masks. And I I think one of the funniest things, I don't know if you remember when we were in the supermarket and um, in Orkney, um, they have quite thick accents. Um, And if anyone's not been up to the islands, um, the only way I can kind of describe it is they sound like they're yodeling a little bit. Like they've got this very sing-songy lilt. Um, <laughs> this is the only way I could describe it. It's, it's very, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't dare try and do an impression of it. Um, but obviously it's very thick. And the more north you go to those parts, the, it kind of, their language and their dialects is closer to Norwegian, I find, than like English. So it's this weird hybrid thing. Plus you've got this, you know, very, you know, musical accent. But they're all in masks. So 
when you're trying to speak to like the most friendliest people in the world you can't lip read and even me as a Scot I couldn't understand so there was a lot of just you know smile and nod smile and nod smile and nod it's, <laughs> it's like probably the hardest bit of work day I was like I wish I could see your lips because you're clearly being the most lovely people in the world but I cannot understand you and I cannot see your lips <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like me, every country we go to where they don't speak English, um, I just smile and politely say hello in whatever, you know, language that they speak. And then I just stay silent the entire time until they point at the card machine and I put my card on and then I, I walk out. But it was genuinely like that. It, it was it, it, I couldn't understand a word he was saying um, and, and neither could you. And, and I looked at you. And I, your I, country, yeah. Yeah. I was like, come on, AJ, like you're from here. Like. <laughs> you should know <laughs> i've got an excuse <laughs> you 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 don't have one here you should you should know what they're saying here but um yeah. no it was it was a bit of a, a a bit of a weird one but um it was even as as much as uh, on the ferry itself so what what you had to do was you could get out of your car um but you you had to wear your mask obviously um and then it was like you had to leave spaces you know like like what it was for, for everybody really you know at workplaces and all that sort of stuff any anywhere you went it was like hand sanitizer on everything um one if you touched as well yeah. so your entrance was one way and your exit was the other way yeah so you and you and you couldn't sit near anyone unless it was the person that you were you know traveling with and and obviously you had to you know you know all, all the um restrictions that were fully in place at that time because uh, it was very scary obviously for, for for everybody and and that sort of thing and and looking back at it you know yeah it, it, it was really difficult it was really really tough to, to even just travel in the uk it was it was so brutal i think i think it was a safe option though and i think we did the right thing where we did ease ourselves in so yeah, our first big trip was, you know, we still had the car. So if anything changed, they normally at that time would give you like 24 hours notice if mm. anything was changing. So if that was the case, it was a matter of we would still we still could have dri driven home. Yeah. Um, albeit it would have been killer um, because what is it? An hour's an hour's ferry so obviously driving to the ferry then an hour's ferry and then I think from John O'Groach to Holmes maybe five hours yeah something roughly like yeah. that yeah and it's and it's a hard drive as well mm. um but yeah so that was one of the reasons why we decided to do Orkney and then a year later in October 21 um we decided to do our first abroad trip um and the place we picked was was Dublin mm. and the reason why um if memory serves me we picked Dublin was once again if anything changed within 24 hours we knew there was a way of us getting back so even though if we didn't have the car we would be very able to Dublin get to Belfast Belfast over to Cairn Ryan and then home. Mm. So, you know, we knew we had that plan. And also as well, Dublin was a city we, we knew very well. So we felt quite safe, I would say, question mark. 
um, because obviously we didn't have the language barrier as well. That was another reason why we picked Dublin because we were like, we won't have the language barrier. So mm. if anything does happen and the restrictions in Ireland were pretty much pair on pair with, with the UK at the time. So that made it a little bit easier. I wouldn't say easier and I wouldn't say safe. Um, I I remember going on that trip feeling very apprehensive, especially when we got to the airport, because it's it's not like you your normal airport experience, like what you would have now where screaming kids, you've got people oh, running so about. How um, do you remember wine? What? The wine. Oh, we so we got our flight to Dublin. I've totally forgotten about this. I'm going off piste again. So we got to Edinburgh Airport and it was a evening flight. So we're like, okay, we'll get some dinner. So all the restrictions, all the times for the um restaurants and stuff, the airports were really short because Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because obviously not a lot of people were traveling. So it was like a Friday night and we went to all bar one and I think they closed at like seven. Yep. And what they were doing to their credit was um, they were offering. Um, so if you had like a glass of wine or whatever, you could order it. But then when they were asking you to leave, because you had to be quite prompt with leaving, they were really strict was they were pouring all your drinks into plastic cups. Yeah. So there were all these people just wandering around this like half quiet Edinburgh airport with like these cups of like red and white wine and beer. It was it was very weird. Yeah, it was it was it was really it was weird and and I it was just it was just a bizarre sort of experience because as I was saying, you you don't you didn't have the screaming kids like the, even the kids were being kept in line or or weren't even there. Um, the amount of people that were in that airport, I've never seen to this day. Like I've never seen it that quiet, um, and it, it was just, it was so weird. And then obviously going to to Dublin, at that point you had to have the two, two, you had to prove your vaccination. You had to have your certificate on you as well. So when you when you handed over your passport, a passport control, you had to show that you'd been vaxxed. Um, and everything like that proved that you'd done a test in the last sort of 24 hours like the, these were like the the super super harsh restrictions and you know it was you you, you had to be wearing these these um uh the, the quite strict sort of master was it the the fp2 ones um the f the fp2s weren't for dublin it was just standard Mask. Oh, just the standard mask. So, yeah, so standard it, mask. and people were double masking. Yeah. Well. So people would be wearing multiple layers of the um I don't know what they're called, just like the surgical masks. Yeah, yeah. People were doing a lot of that sort of stuff. And it was the same when you visited uh like when we got to the hotel, same thing. You had to show yeah. everything and you had to stand away from people and it was all very sort of every hand sanitizer on everything and, and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Weirdly enough as well, the fact that you bring up uh, uh, wine and things like that at all bar one, remember when we went to spoons and I, we had to prove that we'd been vaccinated at spoons and the guy wasn't actually going to let us in because obviously it was. Uh, the app. They have the app in Ireland. That was it. Yeah. And they didn't understand because they'd never they'd never seen a British um, 
certificate before. Yeah. And they had to Google it. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, just to just to get into Spoons, mm. um, uh, which is obviously, not, it's not exactly the the Hilton here, the, you know, the Weather Spoons in, in Dublin. It's a lovely place, but it's 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 still just your stock standard pub. And it was all all table service and everything like that. You could only lift your mask down to take a sip, and then mm. you'd have to quick, quickly put it back on. Um, we were allowed inside at that point, but it was it just you know there was no one around. There was there was literally yeah. no one in in that pub, and and it was it was really surreal like to 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 see all that and to to experience that. It was just it was weird. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm, and I'm going totally off piste. I don't even know why we have these chats before the podcast. Um, Neither do I. One no. thing was really weird, right? And it wasn't just about Dublin. Obviously, we'd done a couple of different style trips. Um, I think our last, our last trip was April last year, where we went to Rome. That was the last time I wore a mask, um, mm. as part of like this is what you must do. Um, but even with all the social distancing, all the sanitizing, you know, everything being quiet to a point or starting to get busy, what was the one place where there was no social distancing? Plane. On the flights, yeah. And I remember in Estonia, um, when we got the flight to Estonia, which was the trip we did after uh, Dublin. Um, so when was that? That was November 21, because we felt, you know, safe enough that we could do, um, like, a a broad trip, mm. uh, like, where, you know, we were not having, like, a backup plan of how we were going to get home. And, yeah, I remember, because it was um, an unnamed airline company where seats are randomly allocated, so they make sure that they put one of you at the back of the plane and one of you at the front of the plane. Mm. Um and I remember sitting and looking over and there was um everyone was drinking. Everyone was drinking booze on the flight. Mm. And you're meant to keep your mask on at all times during the flight. And there was no social distancing. And people were um yeah. Just having their masks off and, and drinking. And I was like, oh my God. It sort of let it at that point though, it sort of led into we we were all at that, this point now where we're like, well, if it's gonna kill us, it's gonna kill us. I'd rather yeah. die happy at this point because we'd gone through two years of wearing masks, and I remember when when we were in Estonia, it was it was at the tail end of of all the the the, the different variants and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, we, I mean, I was the same. I was like, oh, for God's sake, I'm so sick of wearing these masks. I'm so sick of having to take it on, take it off. Breathing is is annoying. You know, my, my glass is always fogged up, you know, mm. I'm trying to watch something and all that sort of stuff. And it was just it was just a, a pain in the ass for, for two years. And I can kind of understand it. But because it was at that point where people were just like, oh, you know, what, fuck it. I, I'm sick of this shit. And we were. I, I don't blame people, if I'm being honest. But it's yeah, I, I, I think that's just probably one of the things that we we we've seen it from all all different angles we've seen the extreme restrictions all the way through to the you know more laxed ones and you sort of see that evolution of of covid where it it sort of just it got less and less and less as things got better and which was mm. great but we got to experience it when it was shit <laughs> when it was totally shit um 
and you've got a bit more to talk about on on that part because um, uh, you actually traveled um you you well we actually traveled but you've got a bit on uh, obviously some of the lessons uh that we learned during uh all this um so what we're going to do is we're going to take a very quick break and we're going to come back for segment three where aj is going to illuminate us with uh, the lessons that we have learned uh th throughout the uh, pandemic travels and welcome back everyone to the most unorganized episode of passport phone wallet if i say so myself that's a lot uh, <laughs> oh right well pandemic so we've we've touched on a little bit of our experiences and things like that and um, but there is one thing we have missed al um so we went to it's about an egg or something isn't it it is not about an egg mm -hmm. uh so the places we went to, so obviously um, we made sure we, you know, we have said we were vaccinated. So we both got double vax and then we got boosters. We had our certificates and we ended up getting the apps after the whole Dublin Spoons fiasco. Um, but when we were looking at um, going to Estonia and um, Finland and Ireland, there was no extra requirements however when we went to morocco i think they were classified as a yellow country because they had the like yeah. or an country it was like red amber green or something yeah yeah they, they had really harsh restrictions yeah so we had to drive down to the airport to get um our covid tests done yeah the the, the really invasive one that that the doctors have to do yeah so we had to get them done and it was all about timing and that was really stressful because it was like you needed to have a valid a valid test result with 48 hours before you flew mm. said, no wait no that's a lie is that you had to get the test done 48 hours before you flew but you had to get your results but sometimes the results could take up to five days no the results would take up to two days so it was 72 hours um but the results could turn up on the day of your flight essentially so you could yeah. you could be on your way to the airport and you could find out that you have covid yeah um and it was super stressful we, we were quite lucky in that respect because we got our test results back the day before and we mm -hmm. were obviously clear but yeah it was like what are we going to do if we if one of us or both of us has tested positive like what the hell are we going to do we've forked out all this money and yeah that was probably yeah the, the most stressful sort of 24 hours i've had as far as a, a travel days had <laughs> then uh, some some of the rules as i said they changed every five minutes but it was if one of you was down with covid everyone in your household had to isolate as well mm. it was like one of those kind of things um but yeah we had to pay i think it was 70 quid each um to, yeah to drive down to edinburgh airport to get the these tests done thankfully we were all clear but then when we so we had to wear masks to get to marrakesh but as soon as the plane landed that was it it was all bets were off yep and you know if anyone's been to marrakesh we'll talk about it in a later episode but it is colorful chaos mm. at the best of times people so, everywhere yeah yeah there was it so that was i think a bit of a shock 
you know, having to pay all that money and all the restrictions and all that kind of stuff, having done previous countries. And then Marrakesh, it was like, anything goes. What is this virus? You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, one thing I have learned is um, I will always take masks now. And it's not just about... Um, you, still, you still take masks? Did you take one I, on this on this trip that we went on? Yep. Wow. So I take I take two FFP2s, um, which mm-hmm. was what um, I needed to use when we were in, uh, well, when I went to Vienna in 2022, because I went in 2022, as well as 2020, because, <laughs> you know, I just love the place. Um, so, yeah, I took, uh, so, yeah, Vienna and Rome, we had uh, the FFP2s. So I take two FFP2s. Um, I got some lovely um, surgical masks that have a, I think one has like poppies on them and the other one has like gold flowers on them. They're like beautiful decorative disposable ones. I got them in Helsinki. Um, So I take a couple of them and I also have a fabric one. Hmm. I do not. Um, I haven't taken a mask with us until uh, uh, since they told us that coronavirus is fucked off. Um, so, yeah, I don't. Um, I will if they tell me to, but at this point, I'm, I just haven't, I guess. I, I feel safe enough to be on a plane, and I've been on planes now. Well, I've been on... Couldn't even tell you how many planes, trains, and buses I've been on in the, especially in the last sort of couple of weeks and things like that. Mm. Um, and I feel safe enough now. But yeah, back then it was, yeah, very much, you know, you're taking your life into your own hands here. But I feel not just the lessons that we've learned, I think the lessons that a lot of countries have learned now of, of having a lot of cleaning products in the buses, in the trains, in the planes. You know they're all they're very conscious as well of of people's safety and that sort of stuff. And they're you know if someone is coughing, you do generally see that they've they've got like a mask on and and stuff like that. So it's it, I think it's gotten better from all fronts. I think everybody's just taking a more common sense approach. Um, well, you, you you hope that they're taking a common sense approach anyway. I think I think with the masks is I I remember the first time I saw masks. Um, be it on the news or whatever, it was actually the SARS pandemic. Mm. Um, I and, that. <clears throat> um, and I've I've mentioned previously in the live, I went to Beijing, and that was in oh, 20, 2011 mm. and masks were a socially acceptable thing. And I remember speaking to um a girl um who I became friends with out there, and I asked her, I was like, what's the whole deal with the masks and she said um it's if someone's sick uh it's so they don't spread the germs so it's not you know wearing a mask you know isn't to do with protecting people it's to you know keep everything together if that makes sense yeah yeah that's the reason why i bring the mask so say if i have like a cold or a cough or the flu or whatever and i get sick it means that I can put the mask on and then I'm not, you know, I know covering your mouth and all that and washing your hands and all that, but it just adds that little level of protection. So I'm not spreading. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's, that's why, well, I know that's why I do it just as a, an emergency. Um, but even on our, even on our trip um, that we've just been on, 
um, people are still wearing masks. Yeah. Um, particularly um, in Venice, um, there was a lot of people still wearing um, masks. So I think, um, yeah, I think, as you said, a lot of people are starting to make their first trips from the pandemic uh, this year. Yeah. Um, and it'll be, you know, it will definitely be totally different to Dublin in 2021, that's for sure, and Orkney in 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's nice that we're getting back to normal, but we were very fortunate on all our trips. We only had one text to say that we'd come into close contact with a positive person. Yeah, it was it was only the one, and and holiday it was. Yeah. Um, I so, think Rome. I think it was Rome. I think it was Rome. Yeah, but um, that's that's been the only time we've been very lucky um, on well, all our travels not to have got it. Yep, we regularly sanitized. We we always watch our distance. Probably because we're naturally antisocial people, let's be real here. Um, so that maybe played into our advantage um, during our trips. Um, and yeah, we were very fortunate to, you know, do a lot of fame, particularly in um, in Dublin, um, where we were doing a lot of the tours. Um, the groups were a lot smaller, but it did yeah. mean that we did have to plan in advance. So a group in one of the sites, say it was a group of 30, normally it would be like a group of 18 instead and what a lot of cities were doing early doors i find um, particularly in estonia and dublin at those times was because travel wasn't a thing what a lot of the locals were doing and obviously we did it at home as well was a lot of locals were going to do the bits because there were no tourists yeah so a lot of the sites were either ridiculously cheap or free um so i know we had it at home um we went to new lanark um which is a beautiful um kind of like a model village um that was created um as part of a um a mill um in in scotland it's it's lovely but it was only a fiver a ticket like mm. i don't even know how much it would be now for a ticket but they'd reduce the rates down because they knew that all they were getting was locals because they weren't getting bus trips yeah and exactly. Dub- dublin did this dublin and estonia did the same because they were like well we're just we, we still want people to come see this cool stuff so we'll just so we got to see some amazing sites with hardly any queues for either ridiculously cheap or free well yeah not that we want to you know big up the pandemic for for getting us cheap shit but you know yeah um, that is exactly what happened. Yeah, but, um, it was more about the small, the small sizes and it being quiet. That was probably more. <laughs> I know, but you know what I'm like. Pandemic, just, just you know, the antisocial person in me. Um, yeah, I know. but you know what I'm uh, like. I, I have to say it how it is. I, I, I can't, I can't really be scripted on this thing. We've tried the scripting thing and it didn't work. We, we, we tried to do a whole. Yeah, we, we we tried to do an agenda for this whole thing, and this is at, we we have I think we've talked about three of the things that we had on the list. So we're not having meetings anymore, AJ. It's just not happening. I don't. Um, think so. <laughs> but on that lovely note, we are going to finish up our ramblings here because uh, we have rambled enough. Um, hopefully, this gave you a bit of an insight into how we felt during the pandemic obviously we know everybody went through it so we're not trying to tell you uh anything you don't already know it was just really just to discuss uh uh what it was like in the airports if you have only just started getting back into travel and things like that 
fact, um, we didn't, you know, we took that, we did take that leap of faith and we were able to do it, you know, seriously and safely. Yeah. And there was a lot of thought process behind it rather than just, you know, you know, sometimes as we do just throw pins at a map. Um, but the next episode, do you not want to hear what the next episode is going to be, Al? By all means. Okay, so the next episode is going to be, is Venice worth the hype? Okay, that's not what I thought you were going to say. So again, this all goes back to us having a, Venice, an agenda. Is Venice worth the hype? I told you that was going to be the next episode. Did you? I told you that in Venice. I I seriously thought we were doing another country. I didn't think well, we were doing another special. Well, it's it, it is a special and it's not. It's it's part of obviously our wider trip that we've just been on. So the first episode is going to be on Venice. Oh, okay. So we're okay. So just for context, everybody, um, we're going to do this episode. Then I'm guessing we're doing San Marino and Ljubljana. Uh, yes. So what I'm thinking is we'll do Venice next episode. The the uh, the episode after that we'll do Rimini and San Marino. Mm-hmm. And the episode after that will be Ljubljana. Right. You've heard it here first, people. We've got it committed this time. So we've got an agenda that you've heard. <laughs> So now we know what it's going to be. I can actually do research on all this and not be completely unorganized like what I have been on this episode. So thank you very much for that, AJ. You're welcome. So, yes, the next episode will be um, about all things Venice and whether or not um, we thought it was worth the hype. Brilliant. Well, as always, please follow us on uh, social media. We were very, very active on our trip, our last trip that we just were on. Uh, so we had lots of photos, lots of videos. We are also on TikTok, um, Instagram. Uh, I think that's it, isn't it? We're, we're not on anything else. We're not on Facebook or anything like that. Oh, no. Um, um, and also, please uh, continue to support the podcast. Please keep listening. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google, Anchor, um, basically every single one um, that you can possibly get your hands on. And we will catch you on the next episode and continue to be the voices in your head.